Ahoy and welcome to the Mojo Podcast, part of Mike's Open Journal. Here we're going to be talking about mental health and that includes all things illness, wellness, stigma and support and most importantly some of your very own personal stories. We're going to be covering projects, campaigns, starting conversations and mentioning some of those tools that have supported your well-being. I want to say thanks for being part of the podcast, whether that's as a guest, as a listener, hopefully as a subscriber. I'm Mike, and while I'm being mindfully mindless, hopefully myself and my amazing guests will be able to show you that you're not alone out there. Thank you for being part of the Mojo Podcast. These are real people, they do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves, I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. So I told everything and her face dropped. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. I don't think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to like it, Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to the Mojo Podcast and to episode 157. Wow, um, this is a slightly strange one. This is, I think, possibly the first time I've ever sat down to record and I'm sat on a chair. It's very strange. I usually sit on a stool, which is, to be fair, quite a low stool. Um, but those of you that have listened to the episode from a couple of weeks back will know that um, I recorded with Laura so Laura came in and she had a really bad back at the time so she was sat on the chair next to me and I was on my stool but we've been moving a few bits around and I'm not too sure oh, I think the stool is the stool's just under there actually it's not actually that far away but the chair was here so I was kind of sat on a chair as like most people would but it just feels a bit strange to be sat on a chair and not on my stool very strange anyway hi <laughs> um uh, I hope you're well I hope your week is going is going well I sat down to record this episode actually on International Podcast Day. Uh, so I think we've got the the episode with Laura, in fact, is going to go up, I think, I, this week for me, two weeks ago for you. Um, but I really wanted to sit down and um, get something up uh, or recorded at least today with it being International Podcast Day. And um, there's a really... Um, kind of interesting thing coming up so I thought it'd be quite a nice opportunity to talk about that and hopefully this episode will come out around the same time as as that particular activity is going to happen so it'd be quite nice to to match up with that Um, and the activity that I'm talking about primarily is the Hope Walk uh, which is a papyrus uh, event or activity 
which I've mentioned a couple of times before. I think I've said to you that it's going to host a walk in October, and that's as far as I'd got with it. Um, so yeah, just going to talk a little bit more about that. What I'm going to do is tie it in with the mental health blogger meetup that I'm hosting in Oxford uh, during October. So I think it's, I'm going to say it's the 26th, but I, I'm just going to double check that before I say that, because that could be a bit of a problem, couldn't it? Yes, so on Saturday the 26th of October, uh, which I think is possibly this week or next week, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, yeah, forget that this week's and ah, it's confusing. So on the 26th, uh, I'm going to be in Oxford. And I think at the moment there's about, there's a nice small group of about six of us, I think, that are going to meet up. Possibly a couple more, but uh, I think I've kind of capped it at 10 um, because I don't want it to be a lot of people. And the idea is that we just have a bit of a kind of a wander around Oxford uh, and then we're going to sit down and kind of have the meet up uh, following on from the walk. So trying to keep it as a fairly small group. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. And I think for me it was quite it's quite nice to have a moment beforehand to sit down and sort of say why um, why I wanted to do the walk uh, as opposed to kind of on the day I think it's going to be very relaxed very casual um, and some people might choose to to take part or not take part in the walk part um, but I think it's quite nice to kind of explain why um, I wanted to include it as part of the meetup and why I wanted to do uh, the hope walk uh this year as well um kind of i guess unfortunately it's fallen in a really busy time otherwise i would have liked to have done one as a separate thing but um combining it with the mental health blogger meetup i think is a really nice way to hopefully um have a, a nice small group of people that have kind of got that shared interest and passion and potentially we can have some really good conversations as we go round. but equally um, if we don't have those conversations and we just kind of casually make our way around Oxford, um, that's completely okay as well. Uh, so I guess to start off with, to introduce you to Papyrus, um, so they're a, a charity that I came across, uh, I think around a year ago now, when uh, I was speaking to someone else that was doing some fundraising for a Local Mind, but also Papyrus, and I, up until then I'd not heard of them. And they were talking about some of the work that Papyrus had done and kind of what type of charity they were. And from that, really, I kind of went away and was like, oh, this sounds like a really interesting charity. I didn't know a lot about. Um, and they seem to have a couple of different bases. So there seems to be some stuff that goes on, uh, quite a lot that goes on within my local area. So within the kind of the Portsmouth, uh, Fairham, Southampton area. There seems to be a, quite a lot coming out from Papyrus. So just to give you a bit of an idea, the the charity was set up in 1997. Um, I think the Papyrus part was because the uh, original group was set up by a group of parents, one or m one or more, one or more of whom uh, had lost a child to suicide. Um, so I think the acronym is. I don't know, I should look, shouldn't I? Um, I was going to say, like, Parents Association. Um, I'm sure. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, so it's called the Parents Association. Oh, that's correct. For the Prevention of Young Suicide. So that's where the papyrus comes from. 
Uh, so yeah, set up in ninety seven. Um, has has a charity continued to learn from experiences of those personally touched by young suicide. Today, Papyrus works in many ways to prevent young suicide. And then on their website, which you can find by going to Papyrus, so that's P-A-P-Y-R-U-S slash, was it a, the, the middle line, um, UK.org. Uh, for me, it's, it's a charity that does a lot of work, obviously focusing in on young children, um, or young people rather, uh, and encouraging those very early conversations about the negative thoughts that young people may be having and also encouraging people to ask those direct questions kind of at suitable times and I think why this really resonates with me is it feeds into a couple of areas that I am particularly interested and passionate about Um, an example of the prevention of suicide um, supporting young people but also that very early conversation starting um, they are they're kind of looking at it with young people in mind um, for the obvious reasons but I think that kind of conversation starting we're still at a stage where that is so essential for many adults um, that have like myself grown up in times when conversations about self-harm about suicide and not conversations that you are encouraged to have have been taught or educated on how to have those so I think they're doing a, a, a few things that I'm, I guess, a core, uh, a core part of what they are, uh, really tie into areas that I'm particularly interested and passionate about. So I think this is the first thing. No, this is the second, actually. This is the second thing uh, I've done kind of in conjunction with Papyrus. So the first was at last year's Mental Health Blog Awards, we had a uh, two or three charities that were put forward um for donations because we had a i think there was a small profit from the event um so we donated the profit of i think it was about 60 pounds from the event so that was donated to papyrus which was the chosen charity by attendees at the first mental health blog awards event i think it was the chosen charity of the three that were put forward um, so that's the first thing of my first kind of interaction with Papyrus. And then this year, um, I'll be doing the Hope Walk. Uh, I'm not going to do... I, uh, I'm, I might put like a, a post or something on social media and, and have a donate button or something. But um, I don't plan on doing fundraising for this particular activity. Um, I think it's something potentially next year I might look at, at doing something. Uh, for me, it's kind of... I guess raising awareness of this particular charity um, and the really important work that they do Um, they're tying in on a something that unfortunately is becoming increasingly important Uh, you'd have heard through previous conversations on the podcast uh, and there is information on the papyrus website as well that suicide is currently the largest killer of men under 50 in the united kingdom but also of all genders, including those that transition gender, under 35. Suicide is a huge, huge uh, issue and problem, particularly, I think, 
at the moment within the UK, but I imagine from some of the statistics and reports I've read across the world. We kind of get into some of the, the stats, I guess, in terms of how important they are. Um, you'll have seen possibly around a month or so ago when we had World Suicide Prevention Day that um, statistics in the UK kind of have indicated that there's been an increase in deaths by suicide um, in the last year or so. Um, and this is the first time for a number of years that there's been an increase. I'm always really kind of um, cautious, I guess, when we see statistics around mental health because often uh, reports jump between whether someone is talking about the individual number of people affected or whether it's the the percentage uh, of people affected and they can those two different stats can give very different answers um, and I know I know I know from again from reports that the individual number of people that have been uh, affected by mental health illnesses um, so that's just being diagnosed or reporting um, that they're being affected by symptoms has increased the individual number of people has increased however uh, that increase is pretty much in line with our population growth so while the individual number has gone up the percentage is remained fairly steady um, so I think it's really important to be kind of cautious around how those stats are used, uh, but it also comes back to the side of, I think, what, what, what do you want to measure in terms of percentages? Okay, fairly steady, but the number of people affected is still increasing. Uh, whether that's in line with population or not, the number of people affected by this is increasing, and I think that message needs to be quite clear. Um. But that's a really important factor to say, OK, it's not a sudden crisis. It's not like this is out of nowhere. It's kind of the continued growth with our population. However, there is continued growth. There has continued to be an increase in the number of people affected. And this is when I think information that we get from uh, groups like the Zero Suicide Alliance, who I think we've mentioned once or twice possibly on the podcast before, is really important and the approach that they have is really important uh, so for example um, I can tell you that within Hampshire which is the the Shire no it's not this, within the county that I live um, between 2014 and 2016 there were 303 suicides within uh, the county uh, and each county in the UK has a suicide prevention target so for a period of time I'm not too sure on the time whether it's two years or five years I'm not 100% sure um, there will be a target that's put in place and I know for Hampshire um, that target is to reduce the number by 10% uh, so agencies um, support services emergency services will be to some extent aware of this number I guess um, so within Hampshire, the idea is that over whatever period of time this is, and again, I'm not 100% sure on the timing, I don't know if it's two, three or five years, uh, that number should be reduced by by 10%. So 
the Zero Suicide Alliance would say, um, okay, so you've said that you want to reduce that number by 10% and you feel like you're doing something there, but that's just, that's not appropriate, that's not good enough. Your target should be zero because by saying you want to reduce it by 10%, you're saying that 270 suicides in your county is okay. Um, and the Zero Suicide Alliance would say, no, that that's not okay. Your target should be zero. Whether you feel that's realistic or not is irrelevant. Your target should be zero. And I think when we're talking particularly about um, charities and organisations like Papyrus that are working with, in that framework of, of suicide prevention, this conversation about how we perceive suicide and how we approach it and how we react to it is so hugely important. Um, so I'd also, while I'm kind of mentioning Papyrus quite a lot, to also say go and have a look at the Zero Suicide Alliance website. I don't have their address in front of me, but if you Google it or go to what's the, um, I think Duck has been popping up quite a lot in some of my social media stuff. Who make sure they don't follow your links like Google does. Um, so go to your search engines uh, and type in Zero Suicide Alliance. Uh, on their website there's some information around suicide prevention but there's also a really useful kind of between 20 and 40 minute um, online free free training session that you can do uh, which is around kind of suicide prevention conversations um, it gives you three case studies um, which you work through so it gives you like a short video uh, with subtitles and it sort of says what do you think would be useful to do in these situations and talks you through some of those scenarios so it's a really good bit of training which you can do online um, it's free so all you need is to make sure you've got a, a reasonable um, connection to the internet it's definitely worth having a look at um, don't need to be an expert that training isn't going to make you an expert um, but hopefully gives you kind of confidence around having conversations uh, and also potentially a couple of ideas on, on where to signpost people to as well. I think for me it's there's so many different things going on um, and there's so many campaigns around suicide prevention and that's great to see but it's just unfortunate that we it's more than unfortunate it's a fucking travesty that we live in a, a world where this work is still needed um the i also want to mention without trying to go into it too much <laughs> um i also want to mention the the amazing work that the stop suicide campaign um, has done which has been led by the local mind um, CPSL mind um, I was delighted to be part of, of that campaign which launched about 18 months ago now I think um, it's a really really um, important campaign that the, that local mind in particular has done a huge amount of work within their kind of local area um, but the kind of the video and the tools that they've put around there um, to kind of allow, encourage um, conversation uh, are really important. Uh, that side of being aware that you don't have to be an expert, it's just listening, it's just asking a question um, and providing a, an opportunity and giving people permission to, to open up. 
And I want to mention a couple of examples that I think are, are really key. Um, and again, this might overlap probably with a couple of uh, conversations that we might have had here before, but that doesn't mean they're not worth restating if you have heard them. So often, I I know, I say I think, I know by half past nine tomorrow, you will have said to someone, are you okay? Particularly, I think in the UK, uh, we very much use are you okay as a greeting rather than a conversation. So often we think we've checked in with someone when we haven't really. Uh, it's about making sure that um, you've kind of given that opportunity to someone. And so many of us are, are, are so very busy. Um, and it doesn't mean that you have to have a full-blown conversation. It might just be um, checking in on how someone is. And if you feel like it's going to kind of turn into a big conversation, negotiate it and say, I'm really sorry, I need to go to wherever you're going to or do whatever. But I'd really like to sit down and carry on this conversation with you. Can we arrange a time and a place to, to sit down and really have a chat? Um, so there are ways to negotiate that as well. Please don't just avoid a conversation because you are worried about time sensitivity. It's a great opportunity to also bring up kind of if there's a particular preference for the person you're talking to as well. Is there a, a certain time or place that they would like to be um, if you're going to try and provide that opportunity for them to open up as well. And so often, I don't know if you guys will have kind of been involved with um, like health related conversations or training or things before, um, but so often we talk about using open questions, particularly if you've used like surveys and feedback and stuff. It's use an open question, it allows someone else to decide kind of how much they're going to tell you it allows them to decide kind of where they're going to take the conversation. So in terms of feedback, it's a nice open question. So are they going to feedback about um, the activity, the way it was delivered, the environment, the staff, whatever. If we're talking about mental health, it's allowing someone to decide if they're going to talk about certain symptoms that they might be experiencing, if they're going to talk about just the positive or just the negative or where where that's going to go. Um, but there are times, and suicide prevention is a key moment, when asking a direct question is really important. And that's very much where the Stop Suicide campaign is focused. Where we're encouraging people to ask that direct question. If you feel that there might be a slight need to, it's got to be worth asking. Just ask, have you been thinking about hurting yourself or um, asking um, you said duh, 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 what did you mean by that kind of get real clarification around certain things and I think asking that direct question have you thought about harming yourself or have you thought about um, taking your own life uh, like asking that direct question is so important because it might be that you are completely off track and that's definitely not what that person is talking about maybe they are just feeling lost depressed and they just don't want to be here that might be very different in their mind to actually taking their own life equally if someone is in that mindset showing that you are prepared to have that conversation that you're 
happy to sit and listen and engage with someone is so important and gives them permission to open up and to talk about their experience as well. I also think, and we've we've mentioned something similar before, um, this idea of a spectrum or a continuum. So often we talk about it in regards to mental health symptoms um, and kind of the, the dyslexia and the autism spectrum of we all sit on there and we move up or down or some of us are higher or lower or left or right or whatever. But I also think this kind of has a role to play within the conversation of suicide prevention where everyone, and I honestly believe everyone will have had a moment when they have thought about suicide the difference is that for many people this is a fleeting moment it is half a second there is no investment it is gone almost as quickly as it's arrived for some people that moment lasts longer for some people there is greater investment, there is emotion, there is thought tied to that moment and to that thought. For some people that thought process just entrenches their lives. And that's a very, very difficult place to be. But you can see that there's that spectrum there. And I think by acknowledging again that we all sit with on this spectrum, it helps to kind of destigmatize the conversation around suicide. It helps to encourage understanding and acknowledgement that we are not going to understand it completely. There's so much support resources and tools available for people that struggle with mental health and with suicidal thoughts however i'm so often left with the thought that those that particularly struggle with this just aren't aware particularly early enough but even aren't aware at all of the support that's available and I honestly believe that that could be hugely, hugely changed by us having more conversations, by being prepared to ask questions and genuinely give someone an opportunity to answer, to genuinely listen to what they say when they respond. And if you're not sure or you don't understand, you feel your way around the conversation, ask. I don't really understand or I'm not too sure I can relate to that. Is there another way that you can describe this? Keep it nice and open. What's and how's are great questions like oh, what made you feel that way or um, how has that supported you or your view or um, I don't know. I can't think of good examples now. But what's and how's are great kind of opening questions. Why's, are, 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 they're, they're okay. Why's can come off a little bit judgmental, but it's still better to use a why than not to ask a question at all. Oh, I've drifted a long way from what I wanted to talk about. Kind of, sort of, maybe. Not too much in relation to how far I'd usually spiral away. Um, 
yes i think we're kind of there's a couple of bits to to wrap on on there so um i mentioned the papyrus um hope walk um which i'll be doing on the 26th of october as part of that mental health uh bloggers meet up um and that'll be in oxford we'll probably meet up around the train station there'll be uh, an event bright free event um if you're interested in coming along make sure you sign up to that it just gives me a rough idea on on the numbers um and like i say i'm trying to kind of keep it as a fairly small group um but if you're interested in having a conversation or or doing something in the future please feel free to get in contact um over at the website or on social media or wherever uh there are lots of different reasons why people are getting involved in the hope walk um for me it's very much about awareness of um prevention of young suicide prevention of suicide um the importance of young people's mental health um but other people will be doing it for their own reasons as well if you want to follow stuff online um i think it'll be there's a hashtag smash the stigma also a hashtag for hope walk um, and then you can find out more about Papyrus, obviously, at the website that I mentioned before, um, but also on Twitter at Papyrus underscore tweets and Instagram at Papyrus underscore UK. Um, their work around kind of creating that society where we feel able to speak openly about suicide um, is, is so important. Um, there's a lot of different stuff they do around prevention um, but also sharing a passion for suicide prevention encouraging people to have hope uh, and there's learning uh, and engagement opportunities with them as well so make sure you check out um, all the stuff that papyrus are doing so also mentioned the stop suicide campaign uh, the zero suicide alliance cpsl mind do loads of stuff as well and everything that kind of goes around um the world suicide prevention day which will have been about a month or so ago now um definitely go back and have a look at some of that as well as we start to roll into the winter um and um often this can be a particularly uh, troublesome time um, for those of us that experience uh, depression and depression related kind of symptoms so low mood and things like that um, with less light uh, less great weather outside um, that can have a real impact on people especially if you're working long days not, we won't even have to be a long day soon um, where you're getting up and it's dark and you're coming home and it's dark um, that can have a real impact on people we've spoken before on the megacast um a couple of times about christmas and the festivities and how that can be really difficult for some of us as well uh so as we start to come round into that time i think this is a really quite um poignant time to to raise awareness and to start that conversation and to be able to signpost you to some amazing uh places organizations and charities that are doing some awesome work as well so i hope you find their stuff interesting i've feel like i've spoken a fair bit about suicide and i've talked about a couple of different services and i haven't even mentioned samaritans um so obviously you guys will will be aware that we've spoken about them a couple of times before samaritans do amazing work obviously around crisis prevention but it's not just about crisis if you just need to talk to someone you need someone to listen um their service is available they've got the phones online range of different ways that you can interact and communicate with them um 
you don't have to be in that crisis moment although if you are they are there for you as well i want to say a huge thank you to all of you for listening into this episode um it feels like it's been a, a slightly heavier episode but also a, a hugely hugely important one and hopefully if you've listened all the way through it's kind of given you a bit more confidence and encouragement um and inspiration to go away and have those conversations with people ask those open questions see how they are give them a real opportunity and a chance to reply and if you are unsure about kind of where they're at don't be afraid to ask that direct question don't be afraid to ask um have you thought about or are you thinking about harming yourself or taking your own life really really important questions there's loads of support online i've mentioned them all i'm going to mention them again i think this is the third or fourth time but it's really important that they're there so i mentioned samaritans once again papyrus uh stop suicide cpsl mind um there's lots of other places that you can look for support as well including zero suicide alliance around that education and training um thank you for listening and i look forward to being back with you again next week um i think we've possibly got a guest coming on next week i'm not too sure about the scheduling so we look forward to the excitement of whatever that brings but i hope you are well i hope you're enjoying yourself as much as you can while you're listening to me talk about suicide for however long it's been thank you for continuing to support the podcast and allow me the opportunity to you know have these conversations and hopefully prompt others as well have a great week and remember you're not alone out there These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. So I told everything and her face dropped. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate. Yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. <laughs>